0: okay hello welcome to the bull and tunes podcast everybody from in fear say hello and introduce yourselves i guess you can go like the direction you are on the discord chat if you want to do that yeah no
1: problem so that's yeah uh, where am i you yeah. are the, you Me, are your I'm first no. right. <laughs> <third. It's Ryan. laughs> um i'm ryan i play guitar and in, in fear i've been in the band since 2017 um I joined uh, following a couple of members leaving the original band, which was In Fear They Follow, and then we became In Fear. It's a way better name.
2: Um, I'm, yeah, much better. Um, I'm Sam. I'm going to say Kellaway because there's two of us. Um, I play drums in the band. Um, I've been in the band. Well, I was in, I was in the band before it was this band, and then I left, and then it changed, and then I joined back. So I sort of found my home again, but, uh, I've been officially in In Fear since 2019, I want to say, so yeah.
3: Hello, I am Jacob Cheltenham <laughs> from In Fear, um, or otherwise known as Hayden Connolly. Um, <laughs> I joined the band to be the sexiest member, um, and so far it's working out, but I joined the band about two years ago. And um, Yeah, yeah, I got one single out and this is the start of something big. Do you know what I mean? Big vocals.
4: Big in that. Thank
0: you. So.
4: So. I'm Sam Els and I'm the bassist of the band. I've been in this band far too fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> I am the oldest. <laughs> been here far too long and I'm just dad oh, to all the boys basically.
1: your big band dad. Um, Sam ellswood is the the band daddy, big da- big band daddy, big bimfear daddy. That's also that's also why he plays bass. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, so yeah. It's way less to worry about. Guitar's hard, man.
3: Guitar was hard, so bass was easy enough. Be, yeah. be you know what? A Starting a vendetta against precision basses now because they're very precise to the face.
1: <laughs> that hurt. I, I realised uh, for the intro that, that Max just did that I literally started it off like I was at work and that was why I started saying <laughs> that I'd been in the band. Since 2017, I've been in the uh, oh, all of you guys to talk hey, about that as
3: well. Like, oh, look at this dude!
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm still in work, m- work mode, bro. So, well, yeah. you better be because if you I would just call, said my name.
0: Siri <laughs> was talking. I, I am guitar. Okay, bye. Hello, I'm drums.
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it's good to finally get you guys on this. I've been very, very uh, excited to get you guys on the podcast since I basically heard any of the original versions of these songs like however fucking long ago it was and uh, since i saw you guys back in may as well and at tech fest which we will talk about later on
3: No, we uh, we're we gonna talk about it
0: <laughs> i have it on my fucking anyway. on my sheet bro i have uh played yeah. tech fest this hayden, year hayden falling i'm over so them. sorry hayden i'll try not to bring up the in ears. that's what i said <laughs> um and yet in saying that i brought it up so i'm just gonna uh, that's we're getting it out of the way
1: PICK
0: IT UP! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, oh man, okay. Well, the exciting news is, for In Fear fans, that uh, oh, well, as of recording this, it's probably going to be out by the time you hear this, but uh, the first single from your brand new full-length record, question mark, uh, Ooh, is coming sure. out on Friday, which is in two days from now. Well, I guess you're doing the, the premiere tomorrow, right? The video premiere tomorrow?
1: yeah yeah so we've got a, uh, a video premiere tomorrow at 4 p.m um, it's on the it's on our YouTube channel but it's also going up on the Moshville Times website as a premiere they were kind enough to host uh, the video as a premiere. So, very excited about that. And then, yeah, uh, Friday, we've got the DSP, you know, streaming release for, you know, where it will become available for everyone. So, yeah, exciting times. It'll be some big yes, fucking
0: uh, rock music, mate. I'm, I'm very, very excited to see what people music. think about this because...
3: They're going to think, brother, this is rock music. This is fucking rock music. be like, yeah, This brother.
0: one's for the rockers. Uh, this one's for the raiders. Uh, you've been playing this song live, haven't you? <laughs> And well actually to be fair, you playing quite yeah. a lot of the album live, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were yeah. literally half the album like, quite, like, the worst yeah. kept secret in the UK Metalcore <laughs> is that you have an album because you've been playing mostly unreleased music. But Yeah You know We're, guilty we're guilty of that still a, we're of that. For it's sure. still an exciting prospect though. And I think when people hear these final products it's gonna be like, Oh shit, these guys are sick. Why mm. wasn't I on fucking board? And then suddenly you're yeah, gonna have I f- hope that's three hundred thousand Even though probably. we've
3: been even though we've been playing it for like well, they've been playing like a lot of the songs for like three years. It's not like we've played in front of every person in the UK. That's true. Like I, I would still say we've got a lot of people to play in front of. And uh, hopefully actually releasing music will bring that to them. Yeah. yeah. In that it, they've
4: changed quite a lot as well, haven't they? Like over yeah. we've been playing them like they had different iterations up until these final
3: yeah yeah
0: well i guess to that what was not just for abyss but in terms of this record i understand it's been kind of a long process in getting this done um there's probably an understatement yeah. to be honest um you know what?
3: i feel
1: so bad for ryan <laughs> <laughs> i'm just here like <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's been so- a long process <laughs> <laughs> um <but yeah. laughs> so i guess if you could speak to what the process has been like you know crafting a record uh it, it's a, it's your debut full length i believe isn't it yeah, so your yeah. debut full yeah, length sure. and you work with george lever which is fucking expensive and huge um and lovely and great and so much money but still fantastic fantastic <laughs> results uh so yeah Talk about yeah, anything you want
1: to do with that, I suppose. Yeah, I, I want to know. Sure. I want to know all the I'll, dirty I'll details. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll let the other guys talk and then, because I'll probably end up going on for ages. So I'll let, I'll let <laughs> you know, F- Kels or <laughs> Hayden start, and then I'll jump in.
2: Well, I mean, got I, oh, oh, Okay, cool. I, all I was going to say, because so, I, so I, as I joined the band, the first and very close to what ended up being final version of Abyss had literally been written the day before. Um, And I went to a pre-pro session with the guys and George and sort of heard it. And then it was like, yeah, from what I understand, like we we took a lot of growing on this album to be able to write like a substantial amount of music. Like, I believe everything that's been written before was either pre-written by one person or sort of like had been set on for a long time anyway. And then with band member changes it was we were like we've got a band that we think is going to work but we've not really got anything to start with we were uh, other than the abyss single or at the time it was just a track we were just like okay we've got if we're if we're thinking of making an album we've got another good 14 songs that we suddenly gotta pull out of our asses or whatever so like the first I don't know, four or five months of that process was just learning, like us all learning how to songwrite and what the sound of the band was going to be and how we were going to make a cohesive unit, um, like in, ter- in musically in terms of the songs. Um, and then, yeah, we. Uh, I'm going to ramble on as well now, Ryan. I've just realized this be me. <laughs> right. So, I think in terms of getting first demos, we actually had. Probably most of the songs within, like I want to say, it was about like six months or eight months of the abyss single or uh, the abyss track. Um, but they were by no means final. We spent an awful lot of time with George, who helped us sort of actually specify what our sound should be. We were sort of writing stuff that we were like, this sounds cool, but didn't necessarily sound like In Fear, and also didn't necessarily cover any new ground like some of the stuff we take to him would just sound like your bog standards metal song or whatever and he had to go well you actually you do this thing quite well you don't do this thing so don't do that thing and like it was yeah a long learning process for us to learn what our sound was to be able to then make songs that fit together in an album if that makes sense and then also COVID. Also COVID. Yeah. <laughs> 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 COVID. Oh, hey by way, by way, oh, by the way, global. Pandemic. By the way, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's bored of that now. Everyone knows it happened. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know what,
3: if it weren't for the pandemic, I probably wouldn't be in this band. It's very it's true. true. Mad very yeah. true. Mate, very true. Warzone bringing us together. How
2: <laughs> <does that work>? <laughs> Warzone.
3: <laughs> Warzone. How out boys.
2: the price, bro? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but. Cool. Um, yeah. From like my perspective, I've joined this band two years ago, and they've got this full album written, and it was written with the old vocalist Jake in mind, and um, I'm not him, my vocals are very much different to his, so it was quite a challenge uh, to do this album, because I had to do a significant amount of growth to get to a point where we thought, oh, that's actually good, let's go. Um, and there's some vocals on the album which are the best I've ever done. Um, but the way we recorded it was actually very interesting, because I was like at my uni studio and Ryan was in wherever he was at home and we were just doing it remotely. Like, and he was just like, getting annoyed by me every five seconds and um, <laughs> by the very small window that TeamViewer works on. <laughs> and he was <laughs> editing as he went, and I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" But that was a fun experience. That was, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing the vocal recordings. To be fair, it was it was a good laugh. As much as you know, the whole recording process is stressful, and like you know, there's a lot of yeah. things to worry about. It was fun. So, but don't let me was- start talking yet. You carry. On. <laughs> <laughs> the there were some thing.
3: days in recording that where like my voice just didn't feel it because I've never done vocals that many days in a row. Like before I joined this band I'd never toured Um, so it was a big it it made me very much so focused on longevity and I'd be able to scream every day and um, it it made me alter my technique quite a bit and funnily enough Abyss was the very first song we recorded uh, in the process and weirdly you can hear as the songs go on my vocals get better, <laughs> because I've just had that time to warm in. Uh, I'm still very proud of the abyss um, performance, of course, because um it slabs, <laughs> but it's it's just a weird thing to think about
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> else you got anything to add to the recording things to the album?
4: No, I think no, Kellaway really covered most of the stuff I was gonna say, like mm-hmm. we all know it kind of took. A fair while to get to grips of what we were like where we wanted things to go what we wanted it to sound like the kind of cohesion <laughs> that it needed to follow and stuff so yeah it's pretty
1: much been cut cool so from my perspective um, a, like we worked really closely together as a unit when it came to the sort of pre production aspect so George had us all in and we did pre-production together as a band with him in the studio which was a really cool thing to do um i don't see i mean i know that producers do this kind of thing but the the sort of dynamic there that we had with him was really interesting and the fact that uh you know people brought various demos to the table like kellaway wrote a lot of demos for the album that then became full songs of which some of which you know he finished on his own or there was um, input from George or input from other members and things. So there was quite a lot of... Across the board, there was a lot of different collaborations happening. But I think the person sort of like controlling the quality was George. So he was sort of overseeing uh, the final product and being like, okay, this is good, but how do we make it? You know, how do we make it as good as it could possibly be? And also, how do we make it unique? So like Kels said earlier, that um we did have some good ideas to start with but they weren't necessarily um they didn't really have their own voice so they didn't do anything special really in terms of like when you compared it to other what other bands are doing um and what we really wanted and one of the visions that we had when we went into the writing process was how do we write an album that hopefully will stand out and do something different Um, And I think one of the key elements has actually ended up being Hayden's voice because like the album is definitely unique and it has characteristics that make it unique but I think actually at the end of the day what separates a lot of metal bands from each other is the vocalists so whether that's to do with you know screaming or for in our case I think a lot of that comes down to the singing aspect um, cause Hayden explored a lot of really cool singing vocals on the album, um, of which, you know, we had a lot of fun on those writing sessions doing. And like, you know, Kellaway also helped a lot with the vocal writing and, um, and, you know, like I said, with the whole process, people had a lot of input across the board. So I'm, I don't know, I'm really proud of how it turned out considering it's sort of like our first attempt and also considering how much time and effort went in from different people um, and the different demos that came to the table and all the different ideas coming together at the end and seeing something that is cohesive I think that's that's pretty fucking awesome to be honest I'm really stoked on it but aside from those things there was a huge um that you know going back to your question around the time frame of the album it, it was really long um, and there was a lot of reasons behind that, that the guys have already talked about mainly like we changed vocalists so or one of the big ones was changing vocalists so during the pandemic um, our previous vocalist sort of decided that he didn't want to be in the band anymore and that was something that we talked about and agreed that it was best for him to step away and then we sort of found ourselves in a really difficult position that no band wants to find themselves in of like we've got this huge album that we've written (coughs) with george lever and george has helped write the album and helped quality control the album we've got this vision and we know it could be great but now we don't have a singer (laughs) so what do we do and um you know it's quite funny but i stumbled across hayden from like playing call of duty warzone with a few mates and we had a laugh together and then i so happened to like follow him on instagram or whatever and i saw that he could sing and you know do his thing and um we started talking and uh i suggested to the guys maybe we could give him a go and hayden was like super keen and did the usual hayden thing where you know he sent us back a demo within like 30 minutes or (laughs) (laughs) Or like an hour hour. yeah and he did you started with abyss didn't you
3: yeah you sent me that i was like right say less
1: yeah so
3: i'm still so upset that those instagram videos are what you saw because they were trash
1: (laughs) (laughs) well the thing is though like you know you've come a long way so you're gonna feel that way do you know what i mean and you know when i look back at my old stuff i kind of laugh and i think it's rubbish but that's just musicians like as you move through and you know you progress but yeah i just remember that and seeing those videos and i sent them to the guys and i think we were all like wow he's got potential like it's great that he can sing as well because obviously not saying that our previous focus couldn't sing at all but that wasn't something that he that wasn't like a you know a key selling point of his abilities at the time um so yeah was really stoked and then when we did get you on board and we started moving with writing things the first you know, sort of hurdle we had was rather than write vocals for this album, we decided to write a new song <laughs> <laughs> and um, and we decided that we were going to release that to sort of announce Hayden uh, because we thought that made more sense and then that bought us a bit of time to finish the album, which in hindsight I think was a great idea because otherwise we would have been waiting for even longer and people would have just forgotten all about us by which point so um i think that worked out really really well so if for those like people that listen to this the song was let them hate uh so long as they fear and that was what we did um we wrote that up technically after this album um and then hayden did vocals on that so that's that's a really cool sort of fact as well <laughs>
3: But, I think it was key to um, discovering how my voice would work with the band as well. Because if we didn't, yeah. I feel like the album would have turned out differently.
1: Yeah, We're, definitely.
3: At, at that point, I was still very raw, and I didn't know my voice. I didn't really know what worked with my voice, what didn't. Um, and we found out that like the best part of my vocal range was like the more soft, uh, like vo- uh, clean-wise, was more soft and kind of airy. Kind of vibe, and I didn't know that was my voice until then. And then yeah, yeah. On the album, it's used quite heavily, isn't it? Like well, on a bit, actually. Um, yeah. Chorus for that is that um, the best I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I will say. Um, I'm just well proud of that chorus. I didn't. Uh, know it's it. awesome. You guys It's did, awesome, but it's good.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, there was something I was going to say around your vo- your vocals. And I'm sure that Kells could probably jump in on some of this as well because I know that he did some some sort of sessions where right you know you're coming up with vocal melody ideas and things for some of the songs um but I remember vividly like with Let Them Hate I think now that I think back about it one of the problems that I had trying to come up with ideas with you was that I and it's probably a selfish thing but I thought that if I just come up with ideas as I had done before with our previous vocalist, that that would work the exact same, and that's not true because like everyone's different, and like what you just said about your eerie sort of style of vocal that we discovered works well, for example, isn't something that I knew at the time. So you know, when I approached it, I was like, oh yeah, we'll do all these like really cool screaming, uh, sort of like belted pitch scream things and it was like yeah, that was you know that was clearly not uh, what sounded best for you or yeah or even was something that you know you were necessarily um comfortable with recording at that point so yeah i think what we ended on uh, ended up finding and stumbling upon was a great sort of style that works well for your voice at the time and obviously we'll explore other things in the future but that's why we sort of lean into that quite heavily on the album um, as a as a sound and I think it's very unique and I'm really stoked on that because going back to my point about why the vocals are so important I think that ended up being a very unique sound you know um, whereas had we perhaps done what we've done in the past I don't think it's quite as unique So.
2: I think something that we struggled with when we were trying to write melodies and things is because um, we're both instrumentalists, our brain just <laughs> jumps. Our, dra- our brain jumps straight to, okay, what's the correct part? Don't think about the physicality of someone singing this or if it matches because a guitar can play any note on the fretboard. You can't just chuck any note to any singer and they'll be able to sing it. So I'm sending stuff to Hayden that's at, like g like five or some shit going yeah you'll sing that bro it's fine and then it gets to it and he's like no bro it's not it's not (laughs) happening So there was a little i say little it's quite a big process for us Is like um and i i think it went both ways where like we had to go okay that is a bit silly of us to ask let's readjust but then also on a lot of the cases for some of the songs we've written hayden would step up and go you know what fuck it it does sound good let's just really push for it and really try and get those notes so let's say it was it was a learning process that went both ways i think
1: yeah for sure um i'm i'm sure that that hayden agrees with that as well because
2: yeah there's a lot of stuff
1: where like hayden was like yeah that ain't gonna work or then he turned around and was like actually you know what that's sick let's just do it yeah and um, a very
3: specific song that comes to mind that i'm not gonna say because it's not announced obviously um and Kells wrote it and i was just like mate there is no way in <laughs> god that i am singing this my brother in christ bangs yeah. though doesn't it It, it bangs. <laughs> <laughs> but every time we play it live it makes me want to jump off a cliff
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah so there's there's a lot to touch on with like the recording process and stuff but yeah in terms of the album to to sort of like summarize i think it took a long time there was a lot of reasons for that um many of which were sort of out of our control like members leaving um but also like covid and various other things
2: but i think also recorded drums ourselves which is mad yeah, so. I feel like we should touch on it to be yeah, fair. Sorry it I was... totally forgot. No, no, it's fine because like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've blocked it out of your memory because it was so long. Yeah. yeah, we decided, we decided, well, George very heavily um, influenced us to record live drums because we had, um, I can't remember if they started building it before or just at the start, um, but Ben and his brother built a studio in an office building that um we now use but we yeah we decided to record the drums live which um on one hand was amazing because we've got tones that like that i know it sounds like big-headed but genuinely the drum sounds we got might be my favorite drum sounds i've ever heard like particularly the toms what we did with those is ridiculous yeah but um so we weren't aware of how long would take is the other side of that is the the well the process itself took us was it two weeks or three weeks I think it was two nah, weeks but, it
1: was just over two weeks we had like two days mop up or something but we we literally
2: that. did every every I mean because it's an office building we had to do evening so we did every weekday evening from six till ten and then we did all day Saturday and Sunday for two weeks just flat out recording but and like the tuning process, the the editing process, the comping process, then everything after that ended up being so much bigger than we could have known. And like, like our studio is um, a very small dead space. So drum room sound doesn't exist. So that had to be fabricated as well, which you go, oh, that's an easy process. That's not an easy process. Like all of these things, suddenly it's like, each one adds another month or two or three or four to your process and like we we thought we were done with the album like we when we finished the we finished drums and we were like oh this would take us like a month and we'll be edited comps drum rooms and then it'll be off to off to george and we were like six months later we were like this i don't know if it's six months but like a long time it felt like six months it was like this is yeah this is a long process i mean I'm very glad we did it. Did it, and I think Ryan. I think everyone would agree. Like, but particularly Ryan doing all of the like editing and production side of it, and I think George liked what we got with it as well. So it was definitely worth doing, but it was one heck of a learning curve and a bunch of time as well.
1: Yeah, it was. It was long, obviously. Um, we did, um, like Kel said, the drum tracking sessions. Cause originally, we were going to do the album, it was just going to be MIDI drums and the reason for that was just because of speed and ease. And we wanted to get the thing done, get it out, and also we didn't have the money um or like the tools or anything to be able to record ourselves, uh, uh record the drums ourselves. And then weirdly over the process of our vocalist leaving and that causing a delay, we ended up building a studio or bended our other guitarist and um And then, because of that, we suddenly had capability for tracking like drums. So we were like, "Fuck it, let's let's do live drums." And George was really keen for us to do that, so he was a big influence in saying, "Look, you're going to do this album with loads of songs, so if you're going to do it, you might as well do live drums." And then we we were like, "All right, let's do it." And um, we tested out that theory to see whether we'd be able to do it ourselves, because obviously. George wasn't you know in the studio recording he was like I'll teach you guys how to do this and then you're on your own sort of thing. <laughs> so we, um, out of how Hayden is just stripping up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we, uh, we started tr- uh, testing whether we could record drums ourselves by doing Let Them Hate the single um, and we did that one first. And we, we recorded that first and I edited that after, like, um, after some editing practice and things. And then uh, that worked out really well. So George was like, cool, you'll be fine to do an album. And then he lent us all the mics, which was super sick, you know, really nice of him to do. And basically it was like, off you go, go and record the drums. So then it was like me and Kels basically saying, how do we engineer the session? of which i'm not particularly good with that sort of thing whereas callaway's much better with the practical side so he you know pretty much mic'd up the kit and then uh we did a few test takes and sent those to george and he was like yeah nah it's not quite right whatever tweaked it uh sent it back and then finally he was like signed off on the drum sound if you like but we did all of that sort of like remote, just like Dropbox folders sent to him, you know, with takes and stuff. we just sit there like eating our food, like waiting for him to say whether it was good or bad. <laughs> so um, so yeah, that was how we got the drum sound. And luckily we learned a lot from the Let Them Hate session where he came in and showed us, you know, this is what you do, this is how you get this sound, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then from there it was like, right, let's get the recording sessions done. Kells has already covered that, but it was over like a two week period. and then it was just really a really long period of editing so much stuff in post and um it's not you know that's to people that don't do music production that sounds like you're just fixing a load of shit basically (laughs) but editing is like editing drums for example is like everyone has to edit their drums in this genre really and I'm, i'm sure there are bands that don't don't get me wrong but like it's just a standard and if you're gonna make an album that's competitive nowadays or music that's competitive, then it's to be expected really. Yeah. So if you when
3: we how um how a lot of bands are starting to use MIDI now. Yeah. The audience are used to hearing MIDI. And if the real drums aren't grid then it's just people are gonna think this sounds a bit shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I it think sucks.
3: like I
1: think like, you know, if we were to talk production very briefly, I think there's a nice sort of line there's a nice line there where you know you can get something that's quantized but also sounds real you know something like that is is like my preference but i think um with this we were like right you know it needs to be quantized and edited and we did have that conversation with george um and he was like look you know if it's going to be competitive then that's what we need to do so yeah it was really just me learning to do all of that and then doing it for what is it like 12 songs of drums out of like the 14 or whatever that are on the album. So it was a, a long process. Um, but, you know, I am very stoked with the result. There are lots of things I would have done differently, which I won't go on about today because I'll be here for hours. But yeah, it's amazing. And to to say that we did that ourselves as a band is fucking cool, to be fair. Um, very stoked about that. And hopefully if, you know, this stuff does well and people are, you know, they enjoy it, then I'll be around to talk about it and give them all the things that I learned along the way. So um, I love that DIY aspect.
3: Because we have all the stems of it as well, don't we? Like everything. So yeah, if, if people want it we could probably do like a mixing thing
1: yeah exactly so there's loads of cool stuff along that process and then uh, so we did the drums first ironically after doing the obviously the guitar stuff i just did in my bedroom which is quite common nowadays and then um and then we did the drum sessions with me and kelloway and then uh, went away and started the edits and then we did the vocal tracking sessions with hayden um and that was like Hayden said that was done remote so we did that it was really weird (laughs) i'm not gonna lie yeah Yeah. it was proper strange um i worked out from talking to george again that i could probably record Hayden remotely without having to be there and it would still work pretty well so what we did was um it onto Hayden's laptop at the studio and Hayden's laptop was like plugged into, you know, the microphone that we we're going to use and everything. And it was all set up and it was great actually because it was like a vocal booth, so we had really good isolation compared to what we would have had had I, had he like just recorded in his bedroom or something. So in terms of like quality, the quality was there, which is great. And then it was just a case that I pressed record on his laptop remotely. And there was a bit of latency and stuff, but I didn't have any issues. I could just edit like as I went, and it was almost like I was there. Really, it was quite nice. Mm. So um, that worked out amazing, and I'd highly recommend that other bands try that because if you're really struggling and members are living further away, there is really no excuse nowadays. Yeah, like
3: hours like, got... away from these guys.
1: Yeah, um, they, we've got all the tools. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've got all the tools nowadays to make it happen. So the fact that we did. You know 14 tracks or whatever of singing and screaming like completely not in the same place and i recorded it all and whatnot away from hayden it means that it's totally possible for anyone so <laughs> um so yeah we made it happen and then it was just a few months of editing after that really um and that took a really long time because there was so much cleanup um you know there was so much so much like Editing left to do because I had all hey, the, the drums shit, still. Vocals, so I to <laughs>
3: fucking timeline him the whole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, if I'm honest, though, if we talked edit, talking editing, I think um, editing whatever it is, like sixteen or eighteen tracks of audio for drums at one given point is a lot harder than editing like one mono vocal track. <laughs> so you know that stuff's not not too bad, but it does take a long time, and uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely guilty of like just doing things sort of like being a bit of a workaholic with that stuff so I you know I definitely just sort of cracked on with it and got it got it done as quickly as I could and we passed songs over to George sort of like one by one really he mixed the first track uh you know on its own and then it was like we sent a few more and then a few more so
3: but yeah I showed was- you that um first mix man yeah I couldn't believe how good it sounded yeah
0: yeah it was crazy <laughs> I think Sorry to even get in the way of this, but I'm pretty sure when you sent me, it was either, I think it was that one, I was in the studio with my oh, band, really? I think so. Or one of them, one of them I was. And I was listening to it on my laptop, and I was like, this is fucking, this is fucking sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was fucking, it was nuts. And, you know, I, I, if you want to say it more, I'll, I'll let you speak again um, in a mo'. Um, we spoke a lot I, lot. I would just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just good. want to say, in terms of it taking as long as it did, and the amount of work you clearly had to put into recording it and getting everything together to, well, I suppose in, in a way you worked more on like yourselves than the music for a lot of that, like working out what your sound was and everything, working out what in these songs could be changed over time, and uh, just to make like the most cohesive collection of songs possible i do think the work speaks for itself really i think when you hear the record it sounds just ultimately refined and it as much as you know you probably could have released it a couple of years ago if, if nothing had gone wrong and it probably would have been a fine record i think the two years of refinement and you know deciding to do the live drums and uh you got hayden on board and everything that really I think it's elevated it to a level beyond where it probably would have been. Uh, Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. And, you know, in terms of finding your own unique voice, there's not many people in in metalcore, especially UK metalcore, that I think could be comparable to this, which is, I think, a a good thing. I think that's what you really want to go for. man. Um, Thank you.
1: That's really, really. I'm, I'm a
0: big, I'm a big it's- fan of this record, and I, I think that should be very fucking obvious. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember that the first time I heard this fucking thing with Hayden, I was fucking blown away, man. So the the um, work I you appreciate that, the work man. you put in, it, it fucking speaks for itself, and you know. I don't know how the hell you sat down and edited those drums for so fucking long because I remember hearing about that and I just cringed on the inside thinking about the amount of work that would have had to gone into that. Like, I, I can't even imagine oh. having to, f- like... S- Like simulate drum rooms on every single track you've got for like (laughs) six months, dude. I would quit. I would quit music.
3: (laughs) I tried. I tried. Too far in at that point. Yeah, you may as well just quit. I fucking I've recently started to learn how to edit, and I messaged Ryan last night, like, bro. I don't envy you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking
0: yeah. awful. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's, it's it enough. is a long process. No one talks about that as well. I feel like people who aren't musicians or are maybe they play but they don't record. They don't, no one really talks about. Um, you know, one. How expensive recording music is. I don't- Like, mixing and mastering or whatever, that's a whole different thing. But recording music, like, getting a space to record all the microphones, setting up your shit, and, like, taking time off work if you need it and shit like that, it's an expensive process, dude. Like people don't really Simples, talk about it. it's so much symbols are expensive obviously <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk specifics about the band because this does not uh, nothing's been announced about this yet but when we were recording our drummer broke a symbol that he rented from the studio <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, and no, that, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but it's Ooh, easy yeah, to break man. symbols because if you hit hard yeah. and you're going to want to do that if you're fucking recording you're going to you're going to end up spending some fucking money. <laughs> um yeah, and I am assuming, you know, you've probably gone through a million symbols in your time. Sam, you probably yeah.
2: uh, I I've I've, I've, I've I've bought a symbol like and like a nice like byzance like 400 pound china and broken it in a month (laughs) and it's been like my soul has left my body like it's just but like it comes with the territory it's like I remember when people used to think I had like, well, you know, when you talk to your family and they're not into music and they're like, "Oh, is that your pair of drumsticks?" I'm like, "No, that's one of the pairs that didn't break after playing for ten minutes." You know what I mean? I like, they just stick. don't get it. Yeah, I know. What Which you ones witnessed... your left and right one I've witnessed
1: Calloway break a drumstick on soundcheck just hitting his snare,
3: <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> was, that? was that
1: in? <laughs> and he's just broken a stick and. It's like mate come on bro
2: <laughs> that was that no that cheltenham show there was a cheltenham show i've got the footage of it where i broke five sticks in ten minutes It <laughs> that was silly. nuts i got scared i thought i was going to run out of sticks that show <laughs> it's
3: like, like in one of the videos you can see you hit hitting it then it just, yeah. just flies yeah. backwards you yeah the Kells, i just demanded
4: sticks on tour, man
1: <laughs> mate,
4: yeah, <laughs>
1: I just imagined a meme where it's like nine out of ten stick manufacturers hate this man <laughs> <laughs> now they fucking they love him because he has to keep buying sticks for them
2: because i just oh, i'm sending the money bro there's one there's an amazing break on one of the tech fest videos i hit a snare yeah my ribs and it's um yeah that happened too <laughs> i hit a snare and as i bring my stick up it splits on the way up, and it just does a somersault throughout the air, and then just lands somewhere else on the stage. It's like this beautiful, just artistic movement across the stage,
0: and it's just gone. It's <laughs> and You never gone. get it back. And Hayden's on the floor, no. and he's broken a rib. Brian, yeah, <laughs> mm.
3: I, I still made it through. You did, okay. and
0: you know what? You sounded fucking good, despite the fact you couldn't hear yourself. So, or bigger, breathe, or, breathe <laughs> or live, or whatever. <laughs> Um I guess we could talk about Techfest, you know. Yeah. That was yeah. a big fucking show for you guys. And uh oh. you guys did Tech Ab last year, right? You took Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you did Tech Ab and then your yep. main stage Techfest this year. Like that's a it's a it's pretty a fucking fun. sick jump. Like how yeah. other than obviously the technical nightmare of losing the in-ears for Hayden and him uh, bottling it during song 1 sorry
3: <laughs> um how, into the how, uh, how did
0: you find that like what was the experience like versus playing like uh, you know you've you done a couple of tours this year in you know relatively yeah, yeah. smaller rooms what's it like playing on like a fucking big old stage like that
3: really it's- weird yeah it's weird oh, you know like, yeah because i'm so used to playing shows where i'm like like a, a fucking person in the crowd is here well for yeah. concerts of people listening <laughs> Because you can't fucking see me like an inch away from my face. Um, it felt strangely comfortable though. It did feel comfortable, I just didn't yeah. like how the um, But uh <laughs> it. Was, it was nice though, it was really cool to like, because when we were sound checking and we uh, sound checked the sub drops, the whole fucking hangar just shocked and I, the stage was like and I was like, oh my god. So <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: You were like, we're in the big boy world now. Yeah, <laughs> we got big boy sub drops.
3: Mate, this is why I want to get big. So just so I can play some fat venues. <laughs> <laughs> just play Harry
0: dog, dude, it's fine. You get big sub drops, that's fine. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, mate, that venue Yeah,
1: Love that venue. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, but I I mean, Hayden's probably uh, the best person, and if not Kellaway, to talk about the the stage difference mainly because of the pressures of performing. I'd argue that you know, singing and drums are the two key things (laughs) really that are the most difficult, especially under like, um, you know, pressure like that, where you've got loads and loads of people watching on a huge stage um and you're sort of more under the microscope should we say because of the quality of the the front of house speakers and everything else that's going on but for me i i really really enjoyed it um it definitely felt comfortable like the guy said um which was crazy because i'm used to like anything where i'm quite an anxious person sometimes so I, i get a bit stressed um before shows and nervous and like I was kind of expecting to get up on stage and just sort of like have a mini internal meltdown and struggle but actually I just had loads of fun and I just you know really enjoyed it and it felt comfortable and I, I think that says quite a lot about the festival mm-hmm. as well because we had a proper laugh there and everyone yeah, there is so nice and like it just made it feel really I don't know like you're at home or like just playing in front of your mates even though it was like there's loads of people there so um i don't know it's awesome man i had I had a lot of fun at that gig it was a great gig for me um and i know that the guys enjoyed it despite some of the other technical issues so
3: from a um like a mental standpoint it's really interesting to think about because like i'd like to say live i've kind of got got it down in terms of like how hard to push vocally etc but because it was such a big stage in front of the most people i've ever performed in front of it kind of threw it out of whack because um i thought oh i've got to impress them there's so many people here i want them to like us and like me so i've got to go full beans and i, I noticed that like halfway through the set i was like Shit. like I- i've pushed a bit much and like i was struggling to hit a few notes in the choruses um well, do you think that was myself. like do you think that was like <laughs> adrenaline Maybe adrenaline, but I, I it was definitely maybe anxiety, yeah um, I don't really get stage fright at all, um but maybe it was that just because it was a festival that I'll oh, hear something um it was a goal of mine to play tech Fest. it was like a five year plan for me, and um it was it happened in four years, which was cool because I went for the first time in twenty eighteen um, or twenty seventeen i'm sorry um and I played in twenty twenty one no, this year, 2022, with the boys. So it was five years. And, um, so it was five years. Yeah, I can't do much. <laughs> <laughs> but you did It's the important <laughs> thing. For, um, yeah, you still did um, it. Pressure from my well, point pressure.
2: of view, like, um, like I always find that like the build-up is so much worse like I, I don't get stressed for gigs apart from Techfest <laughs> because of the scale of it. I remember, to be fair, I remember when we played the second stage the first time, that's the most um, nervous I've ever been, ever been to play a show. Um, and I was, I was still nervous to play this time because it was main stage and we knew there was going to be um, a bigger crowd there or we were hoping there was going to be a bigger crowd there. Um, but it's one of those things that like, when you've worked on your instrument for that long, You could be in front of one person or like a hundred thousand people When you're sat on your instrument, you're in your own space You're not focusing on anyone else, especially I think it kind of helps because of how um, like in depth our music is like I have to concentrate on what I'm playing So I don't have time to worry about what people are doing in the audience I have to sit there and think oh, yeah, it's this drum groove and then I need to do this film like and it almost I guess in a way it helps that i'm concentrating so much on the instrument that like i say when, when i've got the free time before the worst is like everything's set up you sound checked oh there's 15 minutes now and so you're gonna go on those 15 minutes are fucking hell are yeah i agree I with you that's with where punches. i get really angry i hate that's where, the where i get really yeah anxious. like <laughs> if we could just go oh sound checks done you can start playing i'd love it yeah but same it's, it's bro that same. time that's like Oh stuff could ha- stuff could go wrong you might mess this up in front of everyone but then as soon as you start playing it's fine fine as soon as to be yeah. fair for me it's as soon as i hear the click because there's always part of my brain going bro it's the click on it's the click on i don't know i'm not sure it might... oh the clicks on and then i'm fine that's yeah. literally i wait it's from sound check to the click going on i'm stressed and then it, it goes bro yeah, it's, I the- mean, it's like what if the rig was just like
4: nah <laughs> so like we do sound check everything's decent and then you just go to play the set and it's just like nah boys, we get. To-.
0: I've I've <laughs> literally seen that happen in the past month so yeah, there's another nightmare for you I saw fucking after the burial their amp just kept turning off like,
4: it was an awesome. absolute uh, fucking
0: nightmare according to them on stage it is literally never happened in their like fucking 15 year career but they, they were playing in Birmingham and there was something just like a faulty wire or something every, they, every time they got about 2 minutes into their first song, just everything cuts out and
2: they had no. They don't sound. have blue CPU fans in their rig. That's the. That's problem. the problem. That's the problem. They
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't have a gamer rig.
2: <laughs> the gamer they gamer rig. The, the RGB rig. <laughs> fucking. Uh, Should PV. buy some Razer fans for like the real the real gamer experience. You need to have uh, like a
0: couple of Alienware laptops sort of situated around yeah, the stage. No. <laughs> they don't even need to be doing anything. You could put like a just, video of Fortnite yeah. on there, but it just makes everything run a bit better we should, do we that, should absolutely yeah. do that it's like stage decoration but yeah no i mean as much as i don't want to <laughs> be like oh yeah here's some nightmare fuel for you guys like it could have done that but it didn't it's so yeah. Yeah.
1: mate, the rig stuff it, yeah there's I so mean, much stuff
2: live just that to can quick go wrong one, nowadays with technology shout out to the crew because um yeah, man. like oh, they it, man. the second it happened they were just trying to fix it for us which was amazing. And they're they're so nice and lovely people. And they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to make sure we said thank you to them because they, yeah. they salvaged what they could immediately. And it was great. They- Bro, that's that's the thing about tech lists, isn't it?
4: Really? Like you, I think that's where like a lot of people get anxiety for that. Right? Especially like me or say the boys, like we get kind of a bit nervous cause you get those opportunities to play like to a decent crowd who all give a fuck about the music and stuff. And, you know, Simon puts his neck out letting Smaller bands have a go and things like that. And you I think that's for me where it comes in where I like get up there I'm like, yeah, oh, shit. This is a fucking big stage with a lot of people You are like, I don't want to let those kind of people down because we've been given this opportunity and stuff like that
1: Yeah, man.
3: Yeah, it's like Mate, I can't believe that I fucking After that fall after the set after being literally placed onto my bed the whole weekend Alan had to like lower me onto the bed because I literally couldn't move I still whammed a fucking guestie for Harbinger at the end of the night. Cri- fucking based, mate.
1: Absolutely based. <laughs> the, the guestie was sick. Yeah, yeah did. I mean, sick. there was a
0: night Apparently before. I need to
3: crack ribs more. The,
0: the, the night before you did Exim as well, but obviously your ribs weren't fucked at that I point. I did, so. yeah. So,
3: uh, sorry?
0: Your ribs weren't fucked at that point, though. So.
3: Yeah, my ribs were fine yeah, at that point. Cool. Yeah, they were good. cool. felt You were You were I a mean, human I was being. shitting myself that whole time.
0: <laughs> I was, there were like, so many people in that
3: room, Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I was backstage with Dylan. I was just like having a, like a, a mental breakdown. Like Dylan, I, I, he, took, he asked me to do the song two days ago. I don't know if I know it fully. Uh, and that was fine. It is. Yeah, I had yeah. a sig mate. I had a sig before that. Before that uh, guesting, I was so stressed <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> That's gonna make you more stressed. No, <laughs> the vape wasn't it, it wasn't kind
3: of <laughs> You
0: got you to double fist them, bro. You got to be double part with a vape yeah. and a cigarette in your hand. You're just like ready. <laughs> Um, man
3: that was mad getting on that stage with, with all their lights and gear and shit that was insane that shit was
0: insane Theo the guy who does all their lights and shit he is absolutely cracked at that, that shit like that lighting rig is sick they had yeah. their fucking logo with, yeah. made out of
1: LED fucking midi bulbs <laughs>
3: shit <And> like,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it is mad isn't it it is fucking there's like with no lighting like cool <laughs> yeah.
3: Fun fact, after the tour in May me and Addie Chaddy went with Simon to um uh, pick the lights up for that it's very cool. It's
0: very big, face. big lights. Oh, and the nightmare about those, which I talked to um, I talked to America about from Existamall. I was like, how do you even like test those? And it's like you just don't. <laughs> like you can't, you can't. Obviously, you can't put them in your house. So how the fuck are you going to yeah. sit there and like program the MIDI? properly you just got to kind of do it to something else, and then I think I think you just got to hope how, that it works when you get to the venue. Right? Yeah. Um, which is a nice fucking song. nightmare. <laughs> absolute yeah. nightmare we got all this
1: to come all this to come <laughs> mate. We
0: get when hour, you start yeah. getting lights and shit in your live shows
1: uh, just yeah. get a Simon on that mate he'll <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll sort you if, out if anyone's listening buy our merch so we can buy some lights and fail yeah. miserably <laughs> <laughs> please
0: buy some uh, In Fear merch it's very very sexy merchandise please purchase it right now
1: Please. Yeah, we're already on to that. We're already on to like trying to sell merch on the stream so on the podcast, so, yeah. <laughs> It's just like this is sponsored
0: post It's fine. Uh yeah, this is <laughs> sponsored by InFear. Please go buy a t-shirt. This is a sponsored post by InFear. Mine please
3: sponsor Meinl, Please, please, bro. Nah, you need he needs fucking sticks, words. bro. He
1: needs sticks.
2: Yeah. Sticks and symbols. <laughs> you yeah. can just yeah. get through it's as many yeah, that works pretty shit to be honest I'll take pretty shit <laughs> um,
0: but yeah I, su- I suppose the uh, the next order of what I would want to talk about with this is you signed to a fucking record label dude <laughs> like hey, yes I uh, you, obviously you've done an album you've done tech first and now you're on a label like I feel like you guys are just on this like huge roll of like big fucking achievements within the span oh, sorry, of about man. six months
3: I- so I was aware of this label for a while. Um, so it, it's a relatively new one, only formed in the last two, three years, maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys, when... I think w- I, we got like the email through like the band one, band email, and the boys were kind of skeptical because they'd never heard of it before. But I, I'd seen what it's done for bands that have signed to it. And I was like, I think this is a quite a good idea to go for, because it's... It's naturally going to help us because I saw the numbers from there's a band on there called Lastel. And um, before they signed to it, they were, I think their biggest stream song was like 30k. And obviously, streams aren't everything, but this is just for numbers 30k. And now they've got a song with like 400,000 or something like that. They're a sick um, band, man, to be yeah. fair. But unreal band. I saw someone wearing yeah. one of their shirts
0: playing a show like a couple of weeks ago. So It is nice. Yeah, They're
3: that's dope, man. Out, mate. They're really good. Yeah, Great band. Yeah, I'll
1: check them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Hayden, I mean, to be honest, one of the things as well, like Hayden's really good at is he's really well connected with people and in the music scene. So like when it comes to stuff like that, it's great for us lot, because we're all based quite further south and we're a little bit more removed from some of the some of the knowledge for like the music scene and things for metal. So yeah, that was helpful knowledge in terms of making a decision as to whether they would be uh, a good shout for us. Um, but they initially approached us and said, "What are you guys working on?" And we were like, "Ah, funny you should ask, because <laughs> we're cause, <laughs> Cause, uh, cause <laughs> we basically just yeah, we we're like we're basically just finishing this album." And then they were like, "Oh, cool, send us the demos." So sent over the demos, and um, and they checked them out, and really liked it, and they were like, "Oh, just keep us in the loop, like send us some more stuff." So as the songs got mixed, we just sent them more material and then it was funnily enough we were on the tour with creek in may of this year and uh james our um our guy that we talked to over at the label was basically like here's here's the contract we'd love to have you on board and we were like oh man because we'd sent him a few tracks from you know like the final mixes and he was really really stoked on them and then yeah he he just said yeah we want you on board And that was where we had, it was quite good because we were all in the van, weren't we? Or, you know, we were traveling so we could have that chat sort of like in between shows a little bit. But we already knew before um, we got sent the offer that that if we did get the offer, we'd quite like to take it. We'd already had those conversations behind the scenes.
3: It was very much a um, nothing to lose, really, um, thing there. Because worst case scenario, it doesn't bang we don't make any money and then that's exactly what it would be like if we weren't signed you know um, and it's just it's kind of a win-win really Definitely yeah actually.
1: Th- yeah, sorry. yeah sorry I was just gonna say I think I think we're um, I think we're, we're lucky and it was a great offer an opportunity to come along and um, like you said Max I think it definitely felt like another sort of like string to our bow, something that happened at the right time, something that's going to help boost us hopefully to that next level that we've been seeking for for the band. And the fact that we've got this music done and, you know, to the, to the quality that we we think it is, you know, we're really stoked on that. Yeah. And, and now we've got this label signing and hopefully that's going to bring with it a whole load of new opportunities as well. Um, really, really stoked on that. Really stoked on it. That's sick. And I mean, probably
3: for two days. Out. Uh,
0: yeah. So I, uh, yeah, looping back, like you've got two days to your fucking single. Uh, the yeah. video is fucking sick. Oh, and yeah. I mean, all the teasers you've been putting out, I'm pretty sure people are seeing those and going, "Whoa, these guys have up the production value. Like it looks fucking. I had someone mad.
3: ask me like, Oh, who's shooting your videos? I was like, funny. You should say that. The nicest guy of all time. Shout out Kieran Gallup. He's literally the most talented bloke on this planet.
2: Shout yeah, out Kieran's help. great man. I, I love I do like I just wanted to pick up you said that we've upped the production value. If you saw what we did the film that I was video, ask you about, you would about the box, <laughs> I was gonna ask about the <laughs> box.
0: So tell me about uh, the fucking recording in a tiny black box. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we
2: we <laughs> we um we found a studio near us that was really cool and the guy who it was awesome. So we hired it out. Um and we knew this video was gonna be in the dark, um, with the red the red light theme and we got there and there's a skylight that can't be closed (laughs) so we were like oh right how are we gonna film in the dark so again kieran kieran being the genius he is came up with the idea to use these giant panels of styrofoam as walls and then we draped Black sheets over the top to make the jankiest looking room you've Mate, ever seen in your life. Fucking it was amazing. like if you blew on it, it would just <laughs> like have a good old, good old shake. But, I'm but sure yeah, we've got like photos of it, haven't we? So I've, I've got. got, yeah. I've, yeah. got like, I've seen the photos. It's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, jokes. I like to see what Kieran made, like, you would not believe that where we shot it was, you'd be like, nah, you, you did this to take the piss out of us, we know you were in a dark room, but like, no, legit the way he shot it, it looks just like insane it looks like we're in a different world, which is like what we were going it for, it's demonic. just monitor. Idea, actually
1: for, for the people that listen to the podcast if you imagine when you're a kid and you built a fort in your front room that was what we did to shoot a That's music cool. video <laughs> we shot a music video it's in a, a, fort. Like a pillow fort in a fucking warehouse yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just so crazy honestly it's so funny like kel said he did an amazing job to make it
3: look the way it did out of that and, and i still can't believe he got every time i watch it it just looks better I can't wait for the next music video to get back though because that's uh, going back to the production uh, cost thing that video is significantly it looks higher budget I'm assuming when we get- yeah we hope but we see yeah, it
0: ourselves he comes yeah. back it's in 240p the color grading's all off yeah he's yeah. <laughs>
2: like just potato. filming the floor the whole it's time has got a windows movie maker <laughs> intro
0: it's like my favourite in fear songs
3: number <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one this number two solace number three rock music
0: subscribe rock Music. please write five stars
1: uh, but-
3: but the the video
1: honestly it came out super sick for abyss yeah. and yeah he did a, Kieran did an amazing job of that considering the circumstances um, and you know like to be honest going above and beyond what we would normally get from anyone really in terms of like making that happen with what he had available I think any other person would have just gone yeah you ain't having a dark video sorry guys yeah uh, we're not doing it on this one like you know like,
3: I'm pretty sure he's one in a million like yeah. One of the nicest guys ever, and so like easy to work with. Like, yeah, man, you give him an idea, like, "Sound, sick. Rare. Give you five other ideas that bounce off of that.
4: I swear, every time we go to shoot a video with him, and something goes wrong, and he's just like, "Fuck it, I'll fix it, lads."
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, just yeah, really he good. If it
4: wrong, and he just does it on the fly, and he's like, "Yeah, we're just doing this instead now, boys. It's gonna look sick." All right, no, <laughs> Fair the, So, for man.
3: the second video, for context to the uh, listener, like. Second video, we had this like metal rebar that was like that you can hang stuff from. He hung his like 3000 plus pound camera off of it. N- no hands or anything. And I'm just like you have a lot of faith in this. Like,
1: like je- it was like a proper like jerry rig, wasn't it? It yeah, was like yeah, yeah. we literally just had like some clamps. <laughs> like, <laughs> like shitty metal clamps. And <laughs> we like clamped this camera. We we're like Kieran, can we clamp your camera? And he was like yeah all right and then he, he let it happen <laughs> just so that we could get these shots and it's like mate so trusting and also so I don't know he, he'll he do anything to, to make... get the right shot to get the you know to get the idea across and make it happen because um, it's not like we had the equipment really to make that shot look the way we wanted but oh God yeah man. so there's
3: no equipment for that video
1: yeah exactly and it's yeah hopefully when you know if these all these things go well for us in the future then we'll have the uh, equipment and budget for these things but the, all the money for that went on studio and you know various other bits and travel and Kieran and you know that stuff Kieran so but uh, Kieran's a G man he's a, a total G
3: we're building a team Iron building <laughs> a <huge laughs> fucking team a
1: of creative
0: geniuses you are everybody yeah, in your boy. fucking corner I mean
3: We've got, like, seven people in the team, like, including us. Pretty it's cool. It's
0: pretty mad. It's pretty mad. I mean, I think it's always good to have people like that in your corner, though. People who, like, genuinely give a shit about what you're doing. Like, to a point where they yeah. will out all the stops to make sure that what they're contributing <laughs> to you is not phoned in it's like okay we're actually going to do this and we're going to full send it rather than half ass any of it like oh something goes you wrong oh shit well I guess we'll just uh, figure it out and do the same thing but worse like nah you, you, you it's adapt it's the
3: most important thing and that it's the most important thing like having the right people around you because like our photographer Adam um, gets on with us, us so Andy well Charlie. he's also fucking huge so he can get the shots that he wants but he also he's also very much so easy to work with just like kieran is and then we've got our sound guy aiden as well who elevated our sound live and genuinely loves the music and enjoys working with us and we enjoy working with him you know so it's, it's so important to have a team yeah man it.
1: the the amount of bands that you see where it's like they'll work with a producer that really doesn't give a fuck but it's like yeah give me the money yeah Yeah. and it's like you can tell (laughs) in the the final product do you know what i mean and it's the same with like videos as well you see a lot of videos that are quite low budget and you're like that's fine low budget isn't a problem everyone has to be low budget like our videos are quite low budget but if your, you know, your your videographer doesn't give a shit about your music, then it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be shit. Do yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, abyss,
3: <laughs> yeah. um, the abyss, budget was like three hundred, not including Kieran.
1: Yeah. So, um, so you know we. Like it's like it. not like it's not like we end up having these huge high budget productions because we're a metal band that you know are quite small yeah. still. Make no <laughs> so, <money. laughs> yeah exactly so it can be done basically and i think with the right people on your side people that care people that genuinely like what you do you get an amazing result and that's why we're so stoked with um with the visuals that go with the music you know it really elevates it i think and i think the video like in terms of
0: how whether well, the themes of the song and you know uh just how fucking dark and brooding it really sounds i think the the video really works and um yeah obviously this is just the first of many to come but like i think it is gonna make a pretty i hope it makes a pretty monumental impact i mean
3: i think i think
0: people are gonna fuck with it like i'm not gonna shut up about it so I'm hoping that (laughs) other people are going to do the exact same thing and just kind of like blast it in everybody's
1: faces until they fucking listen to it and get on board. Because like, I appreciate the love, man. Honestly, I think without people, you know, spreading the word about what we do, this is the only way we're going to do it, isn't it? Really, without that, we wouldn't we wouldn't get anywhere. And I think um, there there are a lot of good bands out there at the moment, and a lot of good bands that deserve people's attention, not just us. And there are a lot of bands that are working with people like Kieran that are getting great videos. Um, so it's not just about us as well, um, what what we're doing, but there's some great bands out there that people should support at a similar stage in their careers, if you want to call it that, yeah.
0: that, that we are. It's, it's, it's weird to consider yourself as part of that, but like, yeah, career is what it is, really. I mean, it's weird to... I mean, maybe this is just a personal thing, but I feel like people relate in that, like you don't really think of yourself as a musician as like a job until it becomes like a a viable thing. But realistically, yeah, you put so manner. much time into this stuff and you've got like a product to show for it. Like that counts. That's that's a fucking, that's a career. That's a career path.
2: We're, we're trying our best to make it a career. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's yeah. what matters. That's what <laughs> do until <laughs> it is or yeah
1: we're currently putting our cv on someone's desk every day and they're just putting it in the bin <laughs> <laughs> and one day and one day someone's one gonna day, pick up and go ah, and put it back in the bin
2: again <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then next week they'll put
0: it back yeah in yeah bin. in like three months <laughs> eh, they'll read it they'll read it
2: okay, yeah. maybe they
0: won't call you back but they'll read it but no i'm, I'm i am hoping that you know Obviously, not going into too much details about what the plan is, but in terms of the singles you're releasing for this, I hope that you can gain uh, kind of the recognition I feel like this album deserves to get. And I'm hoping by the time that it drops, people are on fucking board and you guys be able to play these songs for people. Because, I mean, I've seen you play a, a lot of, most of this album live. Um, yeah. And I think those songs pop off. And I think when people know them, like intimately well i think it's gonna be even harder
1: yeah i think that's a really good point because we haven't experienced that yet. and yeah like as a band i think uh us guys have probably seen that a little bit but hayden's only really seen that with maybe like songs like serpent and then let them hate when that came out you know which is now something that that people really enjoy when we play live that's probably one of the ones that they look out for Mm -hmm. So, I'm really excited to see what the reaction's going to be like to the album stuff when people actually know yeah, it, because yeah. we've been playing
3: it for a while and they just have, they haven't got a clue what it is, so... Mate, to be honest, like, with best, like, I've had a lot of people come up to me after shows, like, that song slapped, and, um, what's called Chris from Harbinger, after that show we played in Kingston, he was just like, mate, that song popped, and I was like, yes, sir. Yeah. I, was like, I lost my inner pack. <laughs> we've got them,
4: we've got them fight riffs in that song. That's it's called it the is. fucking two it's step, mate. It, two-step. Two-step riff.
3: That's what. <laughs> every time riff. we play that song, I say something different, but it's always just like this one's for the four-in-steppers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like the catchphrase now. Before the song starts, oh, Aiden's there, just like this one's for the steppers. This <laughs> one's <laughs> for the rumors
3: was it? Yeah, it is. was oh. Metalcore Money. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. I completely yeah. forgot about that every day. Yeah. Metalcore Money. Uh, yeah. The thing is, um, because Aiden put a like, little delay in my voice, so I said Metalcore Money Man, and then it went Money Man, Money Man, Money Man, <laughs> Money Man. <laughs> like, I <was> like,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's jokes, isn't it? That's so funny. Um, well, I I've lost what the question was. Uh, what are, what are, what are it was
0: just about fucking. uh everything coming together and you know the the, uh, well, the, oh, the, the yeah. video for one and then like you know you finally getting these things out really it's just like yeah it's um I'm, I am hoping that yeah it will end up elevating you to a point where you can do more things like Tech Fest and you know obviously you did that um short tour with Creek earlier this year and I think yeah, pretty man. much everyone who I knew that saw you guys thought it was fucking fantastic so that's that's Thanks. a thumbs up that's a thumbs up and I mean oh, yeah. we brought the band and obviously everybody in our fucking band loves it so <laughs> that's not a secret <laughs> though that's not a fucking secret like I'm not telling you anything new there but yeah I think it's just one of those things where it's gonna have to just be the right person's gonna hear it and then put it on their fucking Twitter yeah. or something, or you get like a YouTube reaction so, channel dude. or something yeah. to like pick you up or whatever, and then suddenly it's like, oh shit, these these guys are fucking sick because that happens with so many groups. It's like you'll have the most amazing songs in the world, and all it takes is just like one YouTube reaction reaction person to just be like, oh yeah, this breakdown's hard, and then boom, <laughs> you have like a million motherless listeners <laughs> on Spotify. Like, yeah, they I, know, I-
1: like, <laughs> there's so much um <laughs> there's so much stuff like that involved in uh quote unquote making it in the music industry yeah. it's like luck. you can be really fucking good and you can work really fucking hard and that does give you a lot of well, that increases your chance of success but there's always that like that little like extra piece that is luck or you know down to down to that one thing that you, is out of your control, you know? And that's for musicians, I think, is just like. It's terrifying. It's like the <laughs> carrot on a stick. It's so scary yeah. for them, but also it's like what drives them. Do you know what I mean? So um, they just want to. They're constantly chasing that in hope that it's going to happen. And then for not. It doesn't always work out for everyone. So I really do hope that that, that works out for us. It'll be incredible. Yeah. And
0: uh, I, I really hope that does happen. But in terms of stuff that is. A certainty i suppose in 2023 outside of the album is there stuff is there anything in the pipeline that you're looking forward to
3: oh it's it's gonna be a very busy year for us oh yeah um because we've got one thing that's almost finalized and then there's another thing that i've I, i've thought about and i've spoke to people about and they've said yes to i just need to sort it out um probably soon because um, that could be a very big time uh, when that happens.
0: Speaking um, very generally, <laughs> <laughs> until it's all fine.
3: I don't know what he's talking about. Right, right. so <laughs> the fucking album tour uh, headliner with two very, very, very good supports uh, who I absolutely love. Be um, sick. So hopefully that happens. I've uh, just got yeah, to of book shows.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I mean that's something that we haven't really talked about but you know Hayden's done a lot of booking for us actually since joining the band mm. and um, he's done a, a sick job actually because you're and all the edge of as shit <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're not going to say we're not going to touch on any of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but basically, I think, I think you know, Hayden's done a, a cracking job. And also, not just Hayden, but the people that he's worked with, like with the Creek tour, I know Ted... Oh, Ted. Um, Ted ...books that incredible. tour. And that Big one was awesome. Normal. So... Yeah, exactly. So we've, we've just had the pleasure of working with some great people. But I just thought I'd mention that, because I think Hayden's done a, a great job since joining yeah, of, yeah. of that. And it's not something we could have done without him, so...
3: That was our most successful tour to date as well. Like, we sold out the Leicester show, um, I know it was a free entry show, but I don't care because it was packed and it was sold out. And um, the a Newcastle date was uh, sold out sold as well. Out as well, yeah. That was down to Creek, though. Big old Creek. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: that was that was definitely them, but hometown. Show, awesome it? that we got to play in front of that crowd. You know, in front of a you know, crowd of people up. that didn't know us.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, like, we had a lot of people come up to us after. So, like, I've never heard of you guys before, but like, I'm glad I stuck around. I was like, well, that's really nice to hear. Like. A place that really surprised me was Stoke. I did not know what to expect at that show, but the crowd really liked us. And I was just speaking to them outside after the set and like I don't know, it was just mad. It was really Stoke mad. was an
1: awesome gig. We you know, really awesome place and Looking, you know that venue was really cool. I feel like not enough people talk about that venue oh, because that I'd never. So it. Yeah, considering oh, okay. like I'd never been or there or heard of it. I I was fucking stoked. I was stoked ah. about Stoke. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I you know I'd urge I'd urge other bands to go there and play that venue because it was sick,
3: very sick. It's a very very underrated place uh, in terms of scene. Yeah, people definitely turn up and they are lovely. Yeah, it was like a Wednesday night or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and there was like 70 people there. Yeah, it was 80 people, roughly.
1: really good, man. So, so yeah. But um, as for next year, I think we're just hoping for the biggest shows, the biggest tours we can get on to promote the album and get ourselves out there and hopefully spread the word about what we do and who we are and the music that we play. Um, but also, I imagine it will bring with it writing some new music as well because that's not something that we've really touched for a while. Um, or much with Hayden, other than writing like vocals and a few things, so really excited well, currently, for
3: that. One demo for post album stuff, and I've done vocals on it. And oh, you know what? The chorus on it slaps,
0: so yeah, much. I really like that. It's cool. <laughs> so we'll see Vocal. that in
3: 2025. <laughs> <laughs> he <be> bro. <laughs>
1: so i think those are the the biggest things really obviously i'm excited to see um see what other opportunities come our way um and what other bands we get to meet and lovely people that we meet along the way whether it's potentially fans or you know whoever really so it's gonna be sick it's gonna be an awesome be year. A really fucking good year for you guys i'm sure
3: i've met so many people this last year that i've just absolutely well, loved. networking like, yeah creep guys i never met them before and then it was an instant click they yeah
1: are. same so yeah. lovely yeah, yeah. creek of the sickest band going if you haven't checked them out we talked about them a bit they're fucking dope so go and listen Anybody to creek. go listen to creek. <laughs> um, exactly um, you'll i'm i can tell you that yeah you'll enjoy it it's very good i've seen creek
0: three times <laughs> this year and they have been fucking hard every time
1: <laughs> yeah they are nails man very very good so yeah, I think that's it for like um next year unless anyone's got any other thoughts on next well, year but I think we covered it probably.
3: Hopefully we get a booking agent um um you know, if there's any uh, very cool <laughs> booking agents listening. You've got Hi, yeah. People. This is <laughs> this is people the CV way. that's going
0: on the desk that's getting put in the bin. Oh, it is, yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to be like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well now
3: <laughs> I like I like the focus better when he had blonde hair <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well yeah I guess that would be it then I haven't got much else to uh, to ask but uh, it's been really fucking great having you guys on here at last and I'm really stoked on this new shit so hopefully when you start rolling things out and starting this Friday which is crazy uh, mm-hmm. yeah, good crazy, things man. start coming your way because you guys have been fucking grafting bro Guys have been grafting. Yeah.
1: thank you, man. Thanks for the love on the music as yeah. well. Really, really appreciate yeah. yeah, it. Sure, I
3: appreciate you so much, man. Like, yeah, it means you know a lot. Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a bigger because like <laughs> I've been speaking to you like since I like just a bit after I joined and like I I've always shown you stuff, being like, mate, I think this is crap. Like what I've done, and you've been like, well, no, it's not crap. It could change here and here, but like you've really reassured me and helped me out a lot. I really appreciate you. I'll
0: always be in your corner mate. All of you actually. I always I'll always be, you know, supporting supporting the Fear boys. I'm 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 fucking I'm yeah. a big fan, uh, you know. A mate a mate separ-
1: secondarily, but a big fan first really. Um, Uh, Thank you bro I really appreciate that And I've got someone That I can You know Talk to about Lana Del Rey music So I'm stoked about that You know I considered (laughs) Putting one up Up up, up here uh, Before I started But I thought no, I'll leave
0: the scowl up there It's fine Um, for, For anyone who is listening Obviously you can't see me But I have a fucking Vinyl stand up here In the back I've got loads of Lana records so, don't, me and me and Ryan are the don't. only two men in metalcore that love uh, Lana Del Rey.
1: <laughs> 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 if you're slaps. okay, there's three yeah, men dude. in
0: metalcore.
1: If any other metalcore, if any other metalcore people like Lana, fucking make yourselves, yourselves know. We we'll have a support
0: <laughs> group going on because uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we all need a little bit of <laughs> help. Lana at
3: yeah, yeah yeah well i mean to be yeah. fair if you got you got uh, shit, mate, like, in lana in Fear and, th- oh, and that's not a good it, idea
0: shit, like in Fear and thornhill is basically like metalcore's answer to uh to lana del rey isn't it it's dreamy isn't it i
3: to mean fair, th- actually the, the new that, music could <laughs> definitely sound quite lana you, could del cover, rey
0: you could cover like west coast heavy, or something yeah. right it's fine it'd be a good time
3: <laughs> me and hayden <laughs> talked about is
4: that
3: like because like we're new music and that lot. We always want to try new things and I get bored very easily, so I don't like doing the same thing over and over again. So I honestly think in the future you could hear something that like is very Lana Del Rey inspired but heavy. I'm yeah, fucking down it would for that would be
1: awesome. I'm down for that. I'd love to experiment with that and see if it came out cool. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of that sort of yeah, thing. Same. To be fair, like it's funny you mention it though, because it's not just like her as an artist but other artists that do a similar sort of vocal style is like a huge influence on on the music that we've been doing and the experimenting that we did when writing the album Um, you know we touched on the uniqueness of the vocals or what i think is quite unique about the vocals people might agree or disagree but yeah that comes from a a wide array of influences from things like that or you know other bands that are experimenting in the scene as well as other styles of music completely so i'm just stoked that we get to do stuff like that and merge it with the kind of music that we do it's fucking awesome sick it's fucking sick
3: i think we could really create some proper genre pushing music for going forward and i'm all here for it
1: yeah and that's what that's kind of one of the things that even like with Hayden in the band, we talked about it a lot. But before he joined, was like conversations we had with George, conversations we had with Calloway when he joined the band. It Was like we wanted to write music that was gonna. I'm not saying we're gonna reinvent music because I don't. You think are gonna reinvent rock music. Ourselves- Group. Yeah, rock music. Is rock, music. music. I think rock music, too. <laughs> rock music, yeah. too, is coming out in 2025. Down, bro. <laughs> uh, but I don't think we're quite that revolutionary. But I would, you know, at least like to say that we've tried something new, and hopefully, people will hear that um on the album and they'll, or, you know, whatever comes next for us. But They'll, they'll see that we're trying to do something different with this genre that's what that's what I want them to take away from it I
0: hope they take that away as well I, I, I think you are doing something new so fingers crossed that, that I don't know I'm doing the fucking heart thing again fingers crossed that actually uh, <laughs> yeah. that comes across I think it will though